0: Are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast
1: with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. I have Dr. Faria Al Sadiq. She's a medical expert at biotricity like electricity, but biotricity. The website is also biotricity, B-I-O-T-R-I-C-I-T-Y.com. And we're going to talk about uh, advancements in remote cardiac health monitoring. So, Faria, thanks for coming.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Richard.
1: In terms of uh, remote monitoring, I I guess the personal experience, like six years ago, I had, uh, my heart was skipping some beats. So uh, you I went to the heart doctor, they gave me like a a halter monitor and stuff to wear. And it was like bulky, Right. Yeah. Type thing to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so what? What's? Uh, what are you working on? Are you working on advancements to that kind of stuff? Like, what's? You know, how would you encapsulate what you're doing?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, so at Biotricity, um, we are a remote patient monitoring company. We focus on diagnostic and post-diagnostic solutions with near real-time monitoring. So just as you described your situation historically, this is sort of what it's been as you go in. um, It actually happened with my baby sister as well. Uh, She was having some heart palpitations and things like that. She was thrown on a Holter monitor, told to wear this like uh, Walkman type device come back two weeks later and you know get a report and, and sort of see what happened and what we really focus on is not really providing a clinical service but providing a technology service so and again I think people get confused with monitoring versus recording so what you are describing Richard is really recording it's it's passive recording and you get the report two weeks later and things like that on our monitor you put a patient on so let's say a physician, you know, has a patient that has some nondescript symptoms, I'm feeling dizzy, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling my heart thumping, or I just overall don't feel good. And they've done a 24 hour, you know, EKG, and nothing has shown up. So they say, Okay, well, let's put them on a device for, you know, whatever a week, five days, 14 days, and that device is near real time monitoring. And so if that patient has an event, or something life threatening, or something urgent, immediately, that physician is notified um, and told that, Hey, you know, this sort of arrhythmia or event came in this patient, you know, then the doctor becomes aware of what they need to do. And either sends that uh, patient off to the hospital or has them come back into the office earlier and then treatment and diagnosis, you know, you get a head start on it. So that's sort of where our whole niche is right there.
1: Is that data shared with the patient real time or would that freak them out? where they can look and say, Oh, my God, what's my heart doing? No,
2: so it doesn't. No, it does not alert the patient. Um, What the patient does is when they are feeling a symptom, they can press a button on the device and pick Um, what they're feeling. So for example, we give like a one, two, three, four, five, like, are you feeling dizzy? Are you feeling whatever? So that if they're having an event, the doctor can associate that with some kind of symptom. And then if it is urgent, we call the physician or the clinic, and then the clinic reaches out to them. Because again, you don't want to freak out the patient and you want the physician to look at things thoroughly before the event, after the event, during the event, and really make a sound clinical assessment.
1: So is this in use right now in the field?
2: It is. We are in over 100 clinics. We have about, we've done, uh, I think, about 13,000 po- patients so far since we've started. And so it's actively being used. And we are you know constantly improving things uh, based on feedback. Clinicians have their own portal that they can log into, and they can see all their active studies, as well as any um reports that they need to see uh, for different patients and any kind of um, notifications they've received is all there. Uh, they, They also have an app that they can see it on as well.
1: So what are some interesting stories and data that's come out of this?
2: I mean, I think the interesting stories is really just related to patient care. There's been at least um, a couple, especially during the pandemic, where we've had a notification come in from monitoring and the patient had a life threatening arrhythmia patient was, you know, hospitalized and had a pacemaker put on within, you know, 90 minutes of us getting the notification. And so I think the importance of this type of technology and this type of way to access medicine really is and diagnostics is even more important given the pandemic, as you are probably well aware heart disease is the number one killer uh, in our country. The pandemic has only amplified that elderly patients are now not wanting to go into clinics because of the scare of COVID because of other chronic conditions that they have. So I think that we've really been able to see the need I mean you know anecdotally you know and you launch and you sort of get into clinics but there's nothing like a pandemic to give you a reality check about the gaps in our system
1: what are the gaps in the system like what have you identified as by having this device
2: so I think the gaps I mean the gap is accessibility right um, historically players in the in the whole term monitoring the M, in the MCT field really they uh, pick healthier populations or states where there's healthier people. Or populations where they have states that are highly populated, and then they form, you know, they they set up a clinic or they set up their headquarters and things like that. None of that is something that um, we are really interested in doing. Our job is, again, we're not offering a clinical service, we're offering technology. So it's to increase accessibility. Doesn't matter where you're located in the United States, you should be able to put on a device from Biotricity and get monitored if needed. So really empowering the physician and the patient to have access to that device, whether we have, you know, a brick and mortar building there or not.
1: So what does the device look like? Like, how big is it? Where does it go?
2: It's the size of a, it's a smaller than your, I, mean, I would say it's the size of a smartphone and it it's Bluetooth connected and, and works like a cell phone basically. So as long as you have cell phone service in your house or near your house and you're wearing the device, it constantly sends data up to the cloud of as long as you have it on, it is sending data up to the cloud uh, based on uh, notifications and thresholds that your physician has set. So if you fall above or below that threshold and something is going on with you, your physician is immediately notified and then your clinic, you know, will be reaching out to you.
1: Well, I mean, maybe it might be better to have a redundancy and tie it into like cell networks too, maybe through a smartphone, a pairing so that a Bluetooth gets spotty. You know, like I imagine the heart's beating and what if it goes "Eh, eh, eh, eh," like a phone call? You know, how do you know that it's not the reception that's causing the strange readings and not the heart itself?
2: So it already does that. And so we don't really have an issue with that. Oh, good. Yeah, it already does that. So we can very easily tell what is not the actual heart and what is sort of movement. I mean, outpatient monitoring always has, you know, like you move, you move a lot, the wires shift, things like that. Um, And it's an FDA approved device. So it's gone through the FDA and their entire database and system of being able to predict heart rhythms and look at heart rhythms at you know, 99% accuracy and be able to tell the difference from when it's exactly what you said, something like movement or like beep 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 are actually um, the heart.
1: Okay. What's uh, been the patient experience? Like, what do they tell you, you know, people that have had, let's say halter monitors, and now they have this, like, do they tell you they like it better or it's the same or?
2: So I think we've heard, so, I mean, they like it better because it's a lot less bulkier than the Holter monitor, but of course nothing is perfect until you get feedback. So we've had feedback on, I mean, people, nobody likes to wear devices with wires. I mean, that's always going to be the feedback that, you know, if you could make this thing wireless, that would be amazing, you know, which is in the works and coming out shortly. And we have a whole uh, range of uh, sort of next gen products and improvements based on patient feedback. But overall, the patient feedback has been very positive. It's easy to use. Um, It fits in a little uh, pouch that you can wear anywhere. And uh, so the majority of it, it has been really positive. And Patients like the fact that they don't have to leave their house um, and they can be monitored. And the other thing that we're doing during the pandemic is um, having devices sent directly to patients so they don't even have to go to their clinic to get it picked up. And they can their doctor can write a prescription. It's sent to them directly through us. And then they deal with our customer service team to sort of get hooked up and do all of that. And so we're really trying to. Reach as many people as we can and help as many people as we can, especially during the pandemic.
1: Okay, so um, people like it better. I mean, uh, do they take it off to shower? Do they sleep with it? Like, what, you know, yeah, how do people carry a little- it around in an effective way?
0: If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes.
2: So they well, they have a pouch that they can wear it. So they it can either attach by a belt clip on their pocket, they can wear it around their neck, they can wear it in the pouch and hang it from their belt. So there's a few different ways to do it. And yes, you obviously you're not going to wear it 24 hours a day. It's not you can't shower with it on. So people take it off to shower, people take it off to charge once a day. And so that Those uh, activities of of do- uh, daily living will always happen, and so that's why, depending on how many hours of monitoring the physician wants, we can monitor anyway from from one day or thirty days
1: oh, okay, and then they come back, they return the device, and then it gets cleaned and ready for the next person huh? right okay. what do you see as like the biggest benefit? you know there's now there's more accessibility, there's better easier monitoring, but like clinically, what do your clinics tell you? what do the doctors tell you they what do they experience as as they care for their patients?
2: So the biggest benefit is again, getting a jump jump start on diagnosis and treatment. I mean, that's hands down the best stop, the best thing, because now you can recall your patients sooner, you can change their medication dosage sooner, you can put them on medication that maybe wasn't working and change it. So that's really been the number one feedback from physicians is really, I can actually diagnose my patients quicker and faster and with less hassle and um, bring them back there. And then again, we want to expand into sort of the post-diagnostic phase and and the chronic care so once you get diagnosed And then after that, to continuously support the patient through managing their chronic disease. So really, it's coming along with the patient along their journey once they have been diagnosed. So that's the other thing that the physicians really like, because we have a telemedicine platform as well. So they can have the appointment through telemedicine during obviously COVID, and then have the device sent to their patient, any issues or any diagnostics that they're looking for, if it is present in the patient, they can find that out sooner rather than later, And then go on and take care of their patient
1: the way they want to. So what's the next step? What's the next iteration to make this even better?
2: So the next step is really again in that post-diagnostic phase where once you get diagnosed on the Bioflux device, what is the next step? So how are you going to now manage whatever heart condition that you have? So we have a platform and consumer device uh, coming out for that, um, which is again medical-grade data uh, being available to the patient to be able to say, okay, I've I was diagnosed on this device. I'm familiar with their app. I'm familiar with their software. My doctor's familiar with their software. Now I'm going to use you know, the products to continuously manage my condition. I mean, we have this for diabetes, but we don't have it for heart disease, which is shocking, given that it's the number one killer. And almost even when you look at diabetes, 50% of diabetics have some kind of heart disease going on. So I think it's just as we move, uh, the re- the next step is really to get into chronic care and move that further and focus on following the patient from diagnostics all the way to post diagnostics, um, while making it as least cumbersome for the physician as possible. I mean, obviously, a lot of these plans have shifted and changed and thought about with this pandemic that we're all stuck in. And so we're taking all the feedback and and learning as we go and improving as we go. But that's the main focus. The focus is really to um, help that patient All along the way, not just diagnosis, but post diagnostics.
1: Oh, what about like Fitbits and Apple watches and things like that? Uh, Do you have a piece of the puzzle where you could integrate with them to look at, you know, chronic situations?
2: Yes, so that will that's already all been integrated. So we have applications like we have a we we had a contract actually for specifically for pain management because they wanted us. Uh, we had a group that really needed something for pain management, and um, that initial platform is integrated with all of that, all of the fitness apps and watches um, that are out there. I think it's the top five or six, but definitely um, Fitbit, Samsung, the Apple Watch, all of that. So that you can't really do chronic disease management without being able to integrate with some of those fitness devices and all of that. And we also have other things that we would integrate with as well or other devices. uh, If it's like a blood pressure cuff, or if it's something like that really depends on the disease profile for cardiac, of course, it would be blood pressure and the fitness uh, devices and all of that. And you know, with other chronic diseases, it would be different things, but that is all stuff that we believe is imperative to incorporate,
1: you know, for non heart conditions, but Mm -hmm. there may, you know, for which there may be a signal in, you know, a person's heart pattern, um, diabetes, I mean, et cetera. Are you uh, looking for opportunities like that? Where again, it may not be, you know, your data would be very useful to giving a bigger picture of what's going on with the person, but it may not be specifically just heart related.
2: Right. And so that's where the chronic disease um, piece comes in. And with chronic care, it's really two or more chronic conditions. Um, That is how the reimbursement works as well. That is how things are managed. So it's really designed to depending on what your primary condition is, that is how your display would be, and then what your secondary conditions are. And so your physician would get a report for everything. So it wouldn't be just cardiac focused or just diabetes focused, it would still get everything they need to see for whatever conditions you have. If you have absolutely no conditions, then you can use our consumer um, facing device if you just want to monitor your heart and all of that, just for the sake of monitoring it and wanting to know like if you're a fitness guru or something like that, and you just want to know some extra information, or you're really into the quantified self, then you can use the consumer facing product and and monitor yourself that way. Um, But that really doesn't have anything to do with interfacing with um, clinics and other things.
1: Okay, very good. So what's the best way for people to find out more about biotricity and, uh, you know, see if their doctor is using it? Where can they go from here?
2: Um, I think the best way is to, well, visit, encourage them to visit our website at www.biotricity.com and sort of check things out and see what, and you can just ask your physician um, if they're using it. If they're not, we have a number, uh, 1-800 number, a customer service number on the website as well as you can email info at biotricity.com if you want your physician to look into it and then somebody from our team will reach out and kind of connect with them and walk them through whatever they want to know.
1: Okay, very good. Well Faria, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Have a great um, rest of your afternoon and and thank you for having us.
0: If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes.